and welcome to the Savage Beast Podcast. I'm Joe Gallagher, and with me, as always, Paul McLeod. Hey, Joe. What's going on tonight? What is going on tonight? Um, uh, many things. Uh, the world is full of interesting stories, uh, <laughs> and I've got one for you. Uh, so we open with uh, Sufjan's uh, banjo demo version of Vito's ordination song. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Uh, yeah, it's it's killer. Uh, I'm sure that's a song that you like. I've never heard that particular well, you, yeah version before. The uh, album version, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's awesome. My gosh. Of course. So good. Yeah. Um, uh, I labored over this song selection for opening for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I went through a variety of tracks. Um, I think you have no idea why I picked this song. Okay. Are you having a son named Vito? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's a bad name for a child. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I am having a child. Yeah. Yes. Fucking, I figured it out about 30 seconds ago. Yes, right? <laughs> Uh, and I wanted to tell you live on air for the podcast. That's awesome. Um, yes. Wow. So my guess was uh, strangely almost accurate. It was. Uh, it was. <laughs> except uh, no, no child of mine would be Nate Vito. But they no, will. No. They will be played that song. Which is, I was referring to my previous guess off air that you had someone with you, and uh, you know, yes, sort of. I, I did not deny that. Yeah. There is someone with me. Well, congratulations to you and Alex, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, so how, uh, how long have you known? I've known for a little while. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to... Uh, Joe has no kids yet, by the way, people. Right, um, right. Yeah. yeah, so the due date is Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we are uh, right here in the um, second trimester. Well, young... Is, uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Young yeah. Cupid DeLock Gallagher will be a, a fine man. <laughs> yeah, he's going to end up being an Aquarius, just like our friend Todd, which is just, I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if I should be happy about that or not. <laughs> <laughs> which of Todd's uh, uh, endearing eccentricities can be explained by his astrological origin? <laughs> no, no. I mean, if okay. my if I were to if I were to have spawned a clone of Todd, uh, that's uh, that's one of the better. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, that's one of the better outcomes I can foresee for my child. Yeah, uh, be... one of the worst outcomes is that he ends up like you or I. Just oh god. <laughs> <laughs> he or she. He or she. Yeah. Well, if she ends up like us, mm. that's uh, you know maybe that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Um, Whereas if I she don't want to with, unpack what's going on here. If she ends up like Todd, that's just some <laughs> sort of terror, uh, terrible force that I just I would have to pray for the universe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> congratulations, man. That's really cool. Thank you. Um, thank you. And I picked gonna, that song because I thought that was a uh, that was a good song. That to like, all right, I'll, I'll play this song for the kids someday and be like, this is this is good music. This is yeah. what good music was before you start listening to whatever shit ass crap yeah you're listening to right now <laughs> it's gonna be so bad what our uh, kids listen to god just like 
incomprehensible little beeps. Yes. With someone shouting the same word over and over for five minutes. That's a, that's a, I think you've, you've predicted it. In fact, we should start making this so we can be rich. We should. It would just be like our our podcast would just be someone screaming "Savage Beast" for just ten <laughs> minutes over uh, a painful beat. Excellent. Um, are you gonna find out the gender? Yeah, but uh, our stupid country—they uh, won't let you do the blood test. Uh, the insurance won't pay for the blood test, so we have ah. to wait until you can see the dingleberry, <laughs> or not. Yes, the case might be right, or you can see the inner dingleberry (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, Um, (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's awesome man that's uh i'm really happy for you um uh kids are kids are pretty cool it um your wife how's she feeling is she barfing oh yeah well no not barfing but feeling like barfing just all the time yeah yeah, it's amazing it's, how shitty it is for a lot of women. Yeah, it sucks for her. Yeah. yeah. Cool for me. Sucks <laughs> for her. Uh, damn, man. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on impending imminent uh, fatherhood? No, I'll, only that I'm, uh, you know, I guess the, the terror, uh, but terror is the wrong word. Um, I'm trying to enjoy being able to listen to music as loud as I want to while I can. Yeah, this that, is it. Yeah. You, these are your final months. Yeah, until I until I move to a place where I have like my own like cabin in the backyard where I can go listen to it otherwise. Yeah. It's it's this is the end. Most murder cabins will work well for that purpose as well. Yes, so. exactly, exactly. Until you get murdered, but you know, <laughs> it's for a good cause. <laughs> anyway um don't be don't be scared of fatherhood that's uh that's silly you uh you will crush it yeah yeah no i'm not i'm not worried i it seems like a, something most people deal with fine oh yeah like way dumber people than you yeah it's, it's it's like driving it's like the driver's test it's like the stupidest person i know passed the driver's test like mm-hmm. really stupid people end up uh being and look how well driving person. works Yes. Yeah, I've only totaled one car. <laughs> I can't believe you would say that on the podcast, Joe. Um. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to our main topic. End of podcast. M- musical cue. <laughs> to savage beast uh it is now a few days after we celebrated the arrival of the 
uh, savage little beastly, uh, not a, the impending arrival. Um, and uh, Paul, as you could hear, has nearly recovered uh, from a severely irritated throat uh, caused yeah. caused by eating uh, so many uh, Sonoran-style bacon-wrapped hot dogs that his throat became inflamed. They were down. they were a little too big for me to handle, but um, I wasn't taking it there. I wasn't oh. taking it. I was just taking it to the you know you were you were um, on a, a well deserved binge. I don't even know what you're talking about. They were just too big. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, viruses, man. Kids have them. So will you soon? Uh, I can't wait. Wow. The magic, yeah. the magic of creating life. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, Paul, what did we just listen to? We listened to I Walk for Miles by Dinosaur Jr., who are still around, still kicking out the jams. Uh, and that was from their new album, uh, Give, Give a Glimpse of What You're Not. Yes. Which, um, so we're going to talk about that album. Let's um, do it. Yeah. Um, what did you, what did you feel about this album, Joe? Uh, well, let me respond with a question. Um, <laughs> okay, so if you could change history mm-hmm. and have the Smashing Pumpkins make Siamese Dream six times in a row, yes, <laughs> but they never make Melancholy or Adore, yeah, would you, would you choose that? That's a that's a really good way to put it. That was the same point I was going to make. Yeah. It's uh it is funny like this is th- their fourth album back now. Yeah. And uh it sounds exactly like the other three albums. Um but good still. Um it really is just a a, a very similar version of the same thing that is I listen I went back to I Bet on Sky today yeah. so I could compare and uh, I think this one is not quite as good, just as I Bet on Sky was not quite as good for me as uh, uh, Beyond or Farm or whichever one was the f- one before that. Um, and uh, But they're still all really excellent because they just really kill at the one thing they do really well. Yeah, I, I think they are you know, probably getting a, um, a little more, um, a little emptier. Uh, the repetition is getting a little emptier with each uh, iteration. Yeah. Um, and yet it's still such a great formula, which is, you know, 90s, uh, a nice mix of 90s grunge and alternative, mm-hmm. um, which serves as the backdrop for uh, one of the best guitar players of our time to, to absolutely go crazy with his signature style, which he finds new, he does find um, new things to do with that on every album. Yeah. Um, and I, I find myself, this is the first album in a long time where I was sitting there just waiting to hear the guitar solo. <laughs> that is so true. I can't think of, I mean, maybe do screaming females do guitar solos. I don't like they do. I remember, yeah. 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 When I was a kid, I was like, Oh, guitar solos. Um, I think that was just a leftover thing from our dad's generation. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think that it certainly had a bit of a revival 
uh, yeah. with the White Stripes, uh, yeah. both particularly in the 2000s. I definitely still listen to, you know, like Ball and Biscuit for the mm-hmm. solo. Um, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not slamming guitar solos. They're cool. They just, they're sort of an afterthought. Now. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. It's just right. How, like Car Seat Headdress just put out an hour-long album of almost unadulterated guitar rock, and I don't recall there being any solos. There are, but they're not... Uh, not like centerpiece like yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna wail for sixteen bars, bro. Right. Um, um but, but when Jay Mascus does it, it is awesome. It is. Uh there's some um really good tracks on here. Uh I liked uh one called Knocked Around, which is near the end, uh which has sort of a rambling groove for a while and then it's it for one second it kind of goes quiet before, you know, picks up the pace and is suddenly mm. um rocking out. And it's kind of laid back theatrics, you know, they're, they're cheap tricks. Uh, they still work for me, you know, it's just that, that doing the formula of the nineties, but not, um, you know, and and with that slacker vibe, uh, how many nineties buzzwords could I get into one sentence? (laughs) Uh, It's funny because they're really an eighties band, you know? Yeah, that's Um, true. They invented the nineties thing or were, had a hand in inventing it and then sort of, more than the other bands that did that, I think sort of like just lived into like, oh, cool, this formula is popular now. We'll just do that. Um, even as they sort of disintegrated at the time and then came back and picked right back up. Yeah, and and some of this style is definitely maybe even like Jay Jay Mascus's um, solo style from the I believe it was the '90s, um, and uh, that's almost that's come back into dinosaur junior brought, I mean, yeah. brought some elements that were there before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I dig the track we played. I walk for miles and also track three be a part. Yeah. Is uh really cool. The thing I, the thing they do perfectly is just, I don't think anybody else can be as sad and rock as hard at the same time as they can. And, um, they, uh, they just nail that. It's a, it's a weird mix that works really well, at least on the Mascus songs. Yes. Um, are you uh, um, are you uh, familiar with the uh, Wild Dinosaur Junior conspiracy conspiracy theory that like all of his songs are about Uma Thurman? <laughs> <laughs> I had not heard that, and um, Jay Mascus is so weird that I it's possible. And like he he like <laughs> knew her as a like teenager, like and. and the theory is that, that part confirmed? That they were like, you know, childhood. Um, is that part confirmed or? So it's hard. It's hard to tell. Okay. <laughs> because a lot of so many of the stories written about it are written in like these sarcastic, ironic. Yeah. Uh, these like ar- ironic blogs. Is this like ironic shipping or something? Yes. Yes. Um, so I, I I just love it. I actually don't care. I bet if I did Google it more, I could find out. You know, I could find the thing disproving it. Um, but it was strong like enough it, for Pitchfork to write about it. So oh, they did. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't want to know. It it's just fun to think of it that way. To think of his songs that way. He should uh, Quentin Tarantino should put them both in a movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> I bet I bet Jay Mascus would be the worst actor of all time. Actually, um, yeah, he could probably be like really a record bad. shop guy who just monotone 
takes your money and acts like a dick to you. <laughs> um, um, anything else about this? Um, I guess one last question is, um, how do you feel about the Barlow songs? There are always like two of them on each of these albums. Yeah, I thought they were a little better on this one. Um, I like yeah. they closed with one um, that seemed to have a little more of that uh, Sebado weight to it. Um, uh-huh. And uh, a character, I should say, more than weight. Um, so yeah, I thought they fed in well here instead of seeming like, you know, um, to go back to the pumpkins, <laughs> random James Eha tracks just thrown, yeah. thrown at the wall. Now the gap between Jay Maskus and, and Lou Barlow is not nearly the gap between Billy Corgan and James Eha. True. But, um, yeah, I always, the Lou Barlow songs are never as good if you ask me. I know people love Sebado. I can't really get that into it personally. Sebado is like a step too lo-fi for you. Yes, I can't. Lo-fi is not really my thing. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, yeah. So they, I agree, though. They did. They did go down a little easier this time. I would recommend anybody who has a chance to see Dinosaur Junior should do that because they're old as shit and they still completely rock. Yes. So um, uh, don't think, oh, these guys are. 55 or whatever they are now um just think it's dinosaur fucking junior i think i'm gonna get a chance to see them this fall which i'm pretty excited about nice i've seen jay mascus play solo uh which was a crazy experience because he was just looping his electric guitar and singing over it wow yeah that's pretty cool yeah um okay yeah so good album if you like dinosaur junior uh listen to the new dinosaur junior because it's more dinosaur junior and that's the nice thing you probably already know like this review is probably only useful to that one person who had literally never heard of dinosaur junior that's true that's true well you know you never know when they're just going to lose it maybe like after they do this 18 times and they're 75 they're not going to be as good at it but um they still have it we will be there (laughs) <laughs> just hitting our stride with the podcast i you never know though maybe jay mascus is like a troll or something and he'll just live forever rocking anyway i believe it yeah uh so we have one other album to talk about yeah uh, and that's heaven by jamila yes. woods heaven um uh i would like to know what motivates the spelling sometimes just if there's a reason for it or not or if it's just like looked cooler yeah so the um, the, the title of this album is heaven but it's missing the second e that's correct talking about um all right let's uh what track should we play joe um i would say uh i let's let's play number two very black featuring no name that's a great idea Black is like the magic, the magic's like a spell. My brothers went to heaven, the police going to yell, they're going to hello, operator, emergency hotline. If I say that I can't breathe, will I become a child? Was 
Very Black by Jamila Woods uh, from her uh, new album, Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a mixtape. Yeah, it's it free anyway. Yeah, I was about to say, um, it is free on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, or Dat Piff. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I am a big fan of this album. It's real good. Uh, Paul, you came around on it. Well, just the first time I listened to it. I think the, the first half is better than the second half. Yeah. Um, and I think the first time I listened to it when I was at work doing computer shit, as I do to feed my family, um, it, the second half sort of didn't register as hard. And so I wasn't, uh, you know, and I was sort of distracted. So I just was like, well, that's pretty good. Um, but listening to it again, um, it's, uh, it's really excellent. It's, um, both, I don't even know what I would say about the production. It's sort of clean and, um, you know, synth heavy. I like the drum sounds a lot. They're nice and, and fat. Yep. And, um, uh, her singing, as you heard there can be sort of just sort of almost childlike with its, yeah. uh, melodies. And yet an extremely, um, and a serious message. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely a 2016 album. It yeah. is a, it is a sort of a Black Lives Matter soundtrack, um, which is cool. Uh, you know, we've talked about politics and music on this podcast. And um, I'm not crazy about the way sometimes the only way people experience music is uh, by interpreting whether or not it supports their favorite politics. Um but that doesn't mean that music can't be explicitly about political things and do it really well. And, um, you know, not only, uh, you know, um, both serve to sort of, uh, preach to the choir, which is important when the choir is, uh, uh, oppressed (laughs) and, um, also, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I think this album is probably capable of winning some converts to that's, that's one thing you would hope art could do is reach people, uh, across ideological lines, at least on the on the edge cases. Well, and, yeah, um, and you and know, this seems like a good candidate for that. And I think that there is something about how personal she makes uh, these, you know, stories um, mm-hmm. of of you know black. You know, I guess you could say the incidents that um, yeah. have recently fueled the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Going back for the past two years. Right. It's right. Well, back no past, better. past 200 years. Well, true. Um, but the current movement. Right. You know I mean? Yes. Since um, like Michael Brown, it's just been thing after thing. Right. Um, and she makes it very personal, not in it just because, you know, of, of, you know, who she is, an African-American, but also, you know, through um, bringing out um, the painful heartbreak um Mm -hmm. in you know through music um and you know she understands uh how to use that tool um to convince people that might not you know be convinced just by hearing these stories or reading them um, exactly on the page um and i think you said uh, she had a childlike voice um i think her delivery uh is immediately captivating for that reason. Um, and in a previous, in our last podcast, I think it was, you talked about how, um, uh, you know, rap has this sort of crystalline quality to it these days. Yeah. And I think the tracks here, um, 
or her voice really like kind of weaves in with that pretty well. Um, yeah. A lot of the tracks are produced by odd couple, including that one we just heard. Mm. Um, well, he, she, or they is very good. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, I would just, um, I guess on top of that, it, it it's just um, a holds up really good as as a, a piece of music and yeah, it's, um, it's quality of the moment R and B rap stuff going yeah. on. And no, we didn't get to no name on that track, but uh, yeah. she's she sounds almost exactly like female Chance, and um, uh, she's very good. Yes, and uh, I almost suggested we switch to talking about her mixtape, which also just dropped. Yeah, because I actually like that one. Uh, even better, which is to say, take nothing away from Jamila Woods, but um, uh, so you sh- everybody should check that out too. Yeah, they're both uh, fantastic, um, and uh, yes, Chance. Uh, there's a song called LSD featuring Chance. Yeah. Later on here, which is uh, I think the track getting this album a lot of attention. Um, yeah. And it's it's quite good. Um, yeah. This is this is one of twenty excellent uh, albums from that Chicago crew this year. Um, between Chance and Joey Perp and Jamila Woods and No Name, it's just like wow, no nonstop. Name, no Name Chicago as well. Yeah, there's there's a oh. reason she sounds just like yeah, Chance. Right, they're they're part uh, of the same I, I sh- scene. I should have picked up on that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that is. It's like Philly for rock and Chicago for hip hop. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, we should all move to Chicago with our friend Todd, or we could live uh, in Gary, Indiana, as Todd frequently <laughs> recommends. Which Gary gets some shoutouts on this album. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's a that's a totally free album. You have no excuse for not um, having some excellent music in your collection. Uh, although the fidelity will not be up to. Paul standards. <laughs> I have no problem with the uh, whatever quality Dat Piff gave me. It was it's good enough. Okay, the bass booms just right. Right, right. Um, okay. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. Still alive? No. Uh, that's a that's a real shame. We were about to do something really fun here. Um, <laughs> we uh, are going to do. The first annual. (laughs) (laughs) The first weekly. (laughs) Uh, The first uh, centennial uh, indie rock supergroup fantasy draft. This is going to be so dumb. It Um, is. uh, I I think it's only going to barely remember, resemble a fantasy draft. Um, The... uh, Paul, yeah. what, what did you interpret the purpose of this exercise to be? Oh, um, so I originally thought it would make for good gossipy drama because the idea was you, we're going to draft teams of we're going to draft a, a, a working indie band, so right. it has to actually function musically. Right. Um, uh, I guess you could take. Uh, f- however many you know we're gonna we're gonna go seven slots deep people because we're insane um but you could take seven lead singers who can't play instruments if you wanted to have the world's worst <laughs> acapella group um i do but <laughs> i do want that 
But the idea the is shit you need tones. <laughs> An acapella group made up of only indie rock lead singers would be so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um uh so the idea is you need a drummer and shit and a bassist. Um and uh originally I was thinking, well, okay, so we're gonna draft a band that you have to do uh, you know, a van tour with. And the idea was that it'd be like, oh, you know, it'll be hilarious that, um, you know, you have to mix all these personalities together. But then I, as I was researching it, I realized, like, I know tons about the music these people put out, and I actually don't know very much about their personality quirks. So, for my end, um, uh, I'm just going in blind on the the personal drama part, and uh, we should get a good um, a good tell-all tour book or two out of it. Well, I, I regarded that as, like, sort of, like, I started to regard it as a general intangibles category, like yeah. as in the overall end result, you know, uh-huh. one of the categories by which you judge it is like whether this would be an amazing group to hang out with or whether it would be like super douchey. I presume my people will just, I mean, we're talking about indie musicians here, so they're not the most sociable people, I don't True. think. They'll probably all um, just feel weird and not get along but hopefully the music will be good um so yeah i think that described the format pretty well were there any other details we needed to give people no just that uh you definitely i think you definitely have to have a bassist and a drummer and um you know the rest of the band will be judged on on its construction yes um I do wonder, I wonder <coughs> if we had, if you and I had just like written a seven person band, like down on paper, if we would have picked any of the same people. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. The pool is so big. This yeah. is mostly, uh, we're not going to be stealing from each other probably, but, um, we'll get to argue and yell at each other. Hopefully. Yes. Or maybe we can, um, we can pull off blockbuster trades. <laughs> um, uh, we'll find out what. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Win Butler's OPS is, and <laughs> oh man, of- offensive. Or you say it's like the like DPR d- douchebag potential rating. <laughs> douchebag pretentious rating. There we go. They're perfect. That's it. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to do a coin flippy thing, Joe? So we can. Well, should we have that the first coin flip we did is judges all future fantasy drafts, like by just alternating off of that one? Oh, we could do that. So we're totally fair. So you get the first pick here? Yes. All right. Fair enough. I swear I didn't plan, of that, plan it that way. I literally just thought of that. <laughs> you planted the idea of this draft in my mind so you could take advantage of that when I suggested it. Um, yes. Inception uh, style. So, oh, do we have to name the group at the end? We should have to come up oh, with impromptu names. Oh, we should, names. especially because I have totally neglected to do that. Yeah, so. me too, me too. Um, we'll workshop the names at the end. Yeah. Um, okay, so with the first pick in the Bicentennial 2016 uh, Indie Rock Supergroup Fantasy Draft sponsored by Savage Beast... Uh, and Diet Dr. Pepper, I will select um, Mr. Sufjan Stevens. Oh, okay. Um, he uh, Sufjan was not on my board. There you go. Um, Sufjan, uh, 
is one of my favorite musicians of all time. Uh, he's a great singer, and uh, I think he brings outstanding value uh, to the table, uh, or to the van in this case, um, as a multi-instrumentalist, uh, someone who can yeah. play guitar, banjo, keyboards, vocoder, all kinds of weird um, instruments beyond that. Um, and uh, I, th- I didn't know if we were considering songwriting, but I think if there was a group songwriting process, he would contribute. Uh, I th- yeah, so I think we have to consider cre- contributions to the creative process, yes. but that could go positive or negative for the creative people, you know? You've got to be able to play well with others. Um, yes, that's true. That is true. Um, so, but Sufjan seems pretty chill. Yeah, so. and, and he's got a he's got a big ass crew, and they all seem to like him a lot. Yeah. Um, Plus, like, I mean, he's a good Christian man. I, I can't imagine right. he'd contribute too much drama to the situation. Um, and I already saw him in a super group of sorts um, uh, oh. when he played his weird planetary symphony. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say that SSS group he's in with uh, Serengeti and um, Sunlux. Uh, no, this one he's in uh, with um, the guy from the National. Uh, I can't think of his name. Is it one of the Desner brothers? Yeah, it's Bryce Desner. Okay. Yeah. Um, and a classical composer. Um, yes. Nico Molli. Uh It was a weird night of music. Anyway. Well, and Desner is also a, a, a classical composer. So. Oh, yes. True. Um, yeah. So uh, I think Sufjan will be, is um, going to be, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's going to do everything. He's a, yeah. he's a multi-talented wing. Well, that's that's a good choice. I think I can't really I can't really argue with getting a guy who can play all the instruments and write songs and doesn't exactly have a, a classically awesome voice with the range, but um, can certainly sing with emotion. Yes, uh, with the best of them. Um, what's your favorite? And also a great lyricist. Yes. So. What's your favorite Sufjan song, Paul? Ah, uh, shit. I don't actually know. It's. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about those things. Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, I'll say Casimir Pulaski Day. Nice, nice. Uh, because that is just a real heartbreaker in one little story he tells in that song. Uh, I could do a fantasy draft of Sufjan songs. That might be too much for you. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that could that could happen. Um, at least a short one. Um, and my favorite one is uh, actually uh, "He Woke Me Up Again." which is uh, one of the simplest but most affecting songs on uh, Seven Swans. I was going to say, if it's not that, it's probably one of the songs on Seven Swans. Yes, totally. Um, um, and it's, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we won't get into right. the Sufjan weeds, um, <laughs> even though those are probably very uh, wispy, emotional weeds. Um, yeah. Paul, <laughs> you're on the clock. All right, I don't have to think very hard. I'm going to grab my lead singer here. Okay, number two pick. I'm taking Meryl Garbus of uh, AKA Tune Yards. Nice, nice. Wow, what? Not on my board. Um, What uh, brings you to Meryl? Okay, if you got, if you're going to sing in my band, you have to be able to like actually sing the regular way, and also just like really uh, yowl um, to the to the super chunky dense rock songs I'm going to be playing. So 
Um, I think she's got a lot of versatility as a vocalist. Obviously, she writes and sings her own songs. She's also a multi-instrumentalist, probably not as accomplished as Sufjan, but uh, she plays guitar and ukulele and drums and uh, God knows what else. Right. Um, and uh, uh, she's she can both sort of do, you know, sort of uh, slow, beautiful singing and also, like, really energetic in your face. So um, I... Uh, I really couldn't think of a better choice for my band as lead singer than Meryl. You know, she's got a lot of unique talents and she's got, a, I think she's got upside. I mean, I think unlike, you know, we know, we know what Sufjan's capable of. Um, he's kind of, <laughs> he's kind of a four year senior. Um, uh-huh. but I think Meryl is probably still, um, you know, there are some real surprises I've had for her. So, um, she could add a lot to the creative process of your band. Yes, thank you. I, I think so too. Yeah, this is gonna this draft is good because I feel like we're gonna be more like complimentary of each other's fans. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> there are definitely at least fourteen musicians we both like. <laughs> right. um, um, all right. So I get the next pick as well. That's correct. We are okay. doing a snake draft. As... Yeah. All right. I'm getting the best drummer on the board here. Okay. I'm taking Greg Sonier from Deerhoof. Oh, nice. Okay. He he is fucking amazing. And once again. Um, I get some songwriting talent since he's also the sort of um, musical uh, director behind the band. Um, so um, I don't know. Just go listen to a Deerhoof song and listen to how awesome the drumming is, and then you will agree that I have made the best possible choice for my drummer. I need you. I need you to give me an intro uh, to Tune Yards. Um, I mean, I'm sorry to Deerhoof, like course. Ah. Um, I, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm not really familiar with their whole long history, but yeah. like um, La Isla Bonita, which was their second most recent album, uh-huh. is really excellent. And uh, what's the other one? Um, shit. Whatever. I'll tell you later. But um, <laughs> I think there's an apple on the cover or something. Um, but, uh, you know, they're just uh, really peppy, uh, almost danceable indie rock with um a sort of crazy sounding japanese lady singing which i'm always in favor from can to the present day of sort of crazy sounding japanese people singing on um my indie rock type music so um uh i think it's really enjoyable it's like it's not like um uh an intensely you're not going to get like the tragedy of shakespeare out of Deerhoof, but it's like just really fun bright uh complicated pop rock you know okay sort of like without without actually being jazz rock imagine if somebody turned indie rock towards the ends uh that experimental jazz goes to and that's sort of what Deerhoof is like uh this is making me realize we need to do some podcasts that are like kind of us reviewing the discography of of yes. some indie rock bands absolutely yeah um okay good Good third pick. You got your drummer. You reached high for the drummer. It's like reaching for height. I like well, it. Well, but see that the thing is with a drummer, like, you know, you may think like, first of all, I actually do think the drummer is behind maybe the front person, the most important part of a band. Okay. Second of all, the drummers who actually stand out are rarer, I think, than say the front people who stand out. So I got to grab the one. Uh, there was one other choice I had. I doubt you'll uh, have her, so I won't, but I won't say her yet. Um, as a drummer, but I feel like you got to get a great drummer when it's available. Got it. Um, okay. Uh, well then, um, uh, 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I've got the fourth pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I am going to go ahead and pick uh, as my lead guitarist, Jay Maskus, who we just <laughs> heard. Um, I think he'd be, uh, know, he's just the best indie rock <gasps> guitarist there is still, lead guitarist. Um, and I think that um, adding a mask is solo too. I mean, if you if you go and listen to the list of uh, you know his um, contributions to other bands and artists, yeah, um, you're like, holy shit! And some of them, you're like, oh yeah, that's why I like this song because Jay Maskus was playing guitar on it. Um, he's a team player, um, and uh, we just <laughs> spent ten minutes singing his praises. So, yeah. So from a musical perspective, I think your choice is unimpeachable. Um, he was on my board, actually. Okay. This is the first hi- person we might both have chosen. Um, I, you, it's funny you say he's a team player because he does, in fact, contribute to other people's music real well. Mm-hmm. But, of course, Dinosaur Jr. just utterly melted down in the early 90s because, according to Lou Barlow, Jay Maskus was just such an incredible asshole he couldn't <laughs> handle him anymore. <laughs> that, was, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they and they do get along together. now. Right. Right. Uh, we'll man. see. I think this this might be the downfall of your band. Is all I'm saying. Okay. Well, that's cool. It's because of Jay Maskus. I mean, Jay Ma- just Jay Maskus playing on a Sufjan song. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> exactly. That's that's pretty solid. Um, okay. So uh, that was the fourth pick for the fifth pick. Now let me ask uh, something about the rules here. Like mm-hmm. how? How indie does it have to be? No, well, no, because we can really oh. construct the band however we want, right? Uh-huh. Like, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, as long as it can play good music together. Like I said, you could do your seven-man acapella group if you really wanted to. Got it. But um, got it. You have to. You, it has to be able to be, be capable of producing music that you would want to hear. Okay. Cool. There are definitely some some non-traditional musicians later in my board. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it's just my desire to have like at least three like guitar players. Hey, Radiohead's been doing that for 25 years. It's true. And they're our favorite band. So, um, okay. So then I think I'm going to grab, uh, you're talking about upside, um, and crazy talent. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm going to dra- grab Sadie from Speedy Ortiz. Oh, I thought you were going to say car seat headrest. Uh, Will Toledo. There you go revealing one of your picks maybe <coughs> maybe um, so sadie uh who i tried a long time to figure out how to pronounce her last name it's dupuy dupuy right okay i couldn't get like i couldn't like find someone pronouncing it um she she signed a record i bought from her i don't recall if i said her name to her though so i don't, I don't <laughs> that would be weird if you said her whole name yeah. Signed it, Sadie, Sadie Dupuy. <laughs> um, she is fucking awesome. Uh, yes. She seems like, she, uh, from her Snapchats, uh, to be uh, incredible amounts of fun to hang out with. Um, and on top of that, uh, she's one of the most talented rock and roll musicians uh, uh, today, young rock and yes. roll musicians. Um, she plays killer guitar. Um, she's got a great, uh, you know, uh, kind of rough rock voice uh, mm-hmm. that I think will go well 
serve as a good contrast uh, to Syrupy Sufjan. Um, yeah, she can definitely take the hard rock songs from him, I think. Yeah, and I like the idea that, you know, there's going to be a couple, you know, uh, Sadie Penned rockers. Um, yes. And she's played, she's worked with Jay Maskus before. So, um, and actually, Speedy Ortiz opened when I saw Jay Maskus play. So, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I saw them open for Stephen Malcolmus and the Jicks. So it's all there 90s heroes with them for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great choice. Sadie is great. Her band is great. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about that. How could I? Um, honestly, Speedy Ortiz was like the first of the 90s alternative revival bands I became aware of. And, uh, she has a special place in my heart for that. Totally. All right. Um, so it's my choice next. Um, okay. Let me see if I can get away with this one. Oh, I'm I want to take Nick Zinner from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Wow. Okay. Now the only problem with this is that they have never released an album on an indie label. <laughs> so, what, which I was surprised when I looked it up. What is, all their albums are on Interscope. What is your defense of this guy being a? Um, uh, he's an the indie basis, rocker, right? Oh, no, he's the no, guitarist. He, he's the guitarist. There is no basis right. in the yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, school. sorry, brain. Been thinking about a lot of indie <laughs> bands today. Yes, of course. Um, of calling him and his band indie. Okay, they're Indian spirit, man. The mu- <laughs> the music is decidedly for the indie rock crowd, even if they happen to have been signed and promoted by a major label. True. If you say no then I will back off of this one. But I really want the dude's incredible fucking riffs in my band. Um, hold on. Hold on one second. The dog's doing something weird. Then I will answer no. your question. Is the dog the judge of this decision? Yes. You know, when I have a kid, at least, <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it, with my luck, the kid will also shit on the floor and then eat it. Uh, one of my kids ate his own shit once. Uh, so. Yeah, that's actually wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> um, it's, it sounds like something Joe would do, uh, little Joey would do anyway. So, um, okay, so. So you, you, you have to be the judge of my pick. Can Nick Zinner, despite... Only having released his debut EP on an indie label, be an indie rocker. Um, if you say no, I it's fair. I'll I'll accept it, and I have another choice. This is a tough one because he see that my my one thing is like it'd be one thing if they'd released a couple indie rock albums and then yeah. like turned to you know major yeah. label. But I mean, like Jay Mascus, who was on a major label in the '90s for a while. Yeah, but was it, Dinosaur Jr. wasn't ever on a major level. No, no, yes. It, when it was just when Dinosaur Jr. was just him and some other people who weren't Murph and Barlow, they were on a major label. Oh, that's true. Um, 
but they're back on an indie now right. and he's from the indie scene he invented the indie scene um so i figured that was no problem in that case yeah um i think their discography none of this well i guess one i guess green mind was okay they did get yeah. picked up yeah 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 okay um well, I'll go, I'm going to go ahead and give you permission on this one. Uh, I'm going to say you, you, we each have one exception. Okay, but the person still has to be Indian spirit like Nick Zinner, let's yes. say. Yes, yes. All right. Right. Um, I was honestly surprised that even their debut album was on Interscope, but then I remembered Maps was actually kind of a big single. So We'll, um, we'll call this, um, who should we name this exception after? Oh, uh, hmm. Hmm. Who's uh, somebody who? Shit, I can't even think of a way to think of. We'll call it the Cobain exception, since he hated being on a major label. There you go. I like it. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. So Nick Zinner, I love his. I love his guitar sound. Anybody who can pull off an incredibly hard rock sound with no bass whatsoever is the perfect guitarist for my band because I need those that sound in my band, and not only that, just the the range he goes through the dynamic the <clears throat> sorry what is what is the noun version of that the dynamics of his riffs mm-hmm. are off the charts um i think they peaked uh in this respect with the is is ep which is just four songs of completely yes. killer guitar rock yep um and not only that but he's five foot seven and he will not take up much space in our tour bus so work well for wow. band chemistry yeah, he's the point guard. Um, uh, you know that's a that's a solid pick, um, and I, I mean the the yeah yeah yeahs are indie rock. If indie rock is um, a genre, yeah. not a state of mind, uh, not not a state of record contract. Right, right. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, maybe we'll call up real big fish after this, and they can. They could determine whether he's a he's a sellout or not, and that will be the final arbiter. Exactly. All right. So I got another choice yes, here. Pick number nine. Oh no, pick number seven. All right. I'm gonna grab my bassist here. Okay. Um, and it's gonna be Kim Deal. Nice. Yeah. Yes, she was. Uh, yes, she was on my bassist board. Yeah. Um, she is incredible. Not only the bassist in the Pixies, not only an occasional songwriter and singer for the Pixies who, when she, unlike most, uh, auxiliary songwriter singers, uh, for indie bands, her songs were at least as good as, uh, Frank Black's. Yeah. Well, yeah. Frank Black is like one A and she's like one B. It's not like Yeah. Except that he's saying 80 to 90% of the songs. Well, true. Yeah. Um, but in terms of quality, yeah, they're right there with each other. So much so that she would win and then founded her own awesome band, um, the Breeders. So uh, I uh, I just don't think I could have possibly gone wrong here. Also, she had the good sense to not be involved with the terrible Pixies uh, new recording projects. So um, uh, she's not, she doesn't suffer from that taint, and uh, I'm very happy to have her aboard. That is really something in her favor, I think. Yeah. Um, and I will... Uh, uh, she gets extra credit for it. Nice. Um, okay, so um, not much else to say about Kim Deal except uh, she's awesome. Um, it's back to me. Yes. Uh, 
Okay. I am... All right, so I'm at, first I'm going to grab my drummer. Um, All right. Even though you have a drummer, so this should probably leave this to last. I don't care. <laughs> you don't know. I could have three drummers. I fucking drummer. love drummers. <laughs> you do love drummers. You do love the beat. <laughs> um, and now I'm wondering uh, if this was the other drummer uh, that you were speaking of before. Uh, I'm going to pick Stella Mazgawa, the drummer from War Paint. Oh, God, that's a good choice. Yeah. I didn't even think of her. Yeah. Uh, no, my other choice I was thinking of was Carla Azar from Autolux. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, she was on the list of Indie Rock's best, best female drummers that I was looking at. <laughs> nice. Um, um, their album from this year is good. I almost put it on my second quarter list. Anyway, go on. Uh, well, Warpaint, uh, one of my uh, favorite indie bands, um, and uh, they uh are i think driven by um i'd say the drums are more of um silly to say they're more of an instrument in their songs but you know (laughs) they're they're more of um they're they're a little more they're not just keeping time they shape the song yeah more than in uh some other indie bands and i think their overall their rhythm and their rhythm section uh, is something that um, makes their songs distinct. Um, and, uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's songs from, uh, their first album, um, the fool, well, that's not their first album. Sorry. That's their first album that I knew. (laughs) Um, songs (laughs) like, you know, set your arms down, especially undertow, um, Mm -hmm. or just have, uh, this compulsive beat, uh, that is, such an important part of their uh spooky dark aesthetic yeah their sexy aesthetic yes well yes <laughs> um i can't believe i didn't think of her she's uh she actually is really good i love that band too and um i wouldn't have taken her over greg saunier but uh that's that's really good um thank you nothing thank wrong you. with Warpaint. thank you yeah um okay so uh, now, I think I'm going to go ahead and pick um, my keyboard player, um, and I'm going to keyboards. <laughs> it's important. I'm going to, and, and it's uh, uh, I'm going to pick uh, Spencer Krug f- ah. from Wolf Parade. I thought about him too. I think I think your band is going to have chemistry problems. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's not. I I, I want them to be so good that they overcome the chemistry <laughs> problems. Um, you know, it's a super team. I'm conducting a, a super group. Um, yeah. So Wolf Parade uh, has really cool synths. Um, Spencer Krug uh, happens to be both the lead singer and the synth player. Um, yeah. Uh, or at least he's the lead singer on um, half their songs. Half the songs. Um, and uh, his band, uh, Sunset Rubdown, uh, is really fucking weird and good. Uh, he's yeah. going to bring some weirdness. I think that's going to mesh well with Sufjan. You know, Paul, I'm going to think about how they're going to mesh on the court. Off the court. Oh, okay. I don't know, but on the court. <laughs> um, I'm just saying... I'm just saying Wolf Parade is uh, having a comeback tour 10 years after their first album because they broke up like 
six years after their first album because yes. they didn't get along that well. And I think it's also was also because um, they were really a band with two equal songwriters. Yeah. That's um, true too. Dan Brockner um, really brought it, um, and uh, he. Uh, but you know, Spencer Krug, I, I need. I wanted a keyboard player, and uh, I decided to grab him. And who knows? Maybe I'll take another one. <laughs> I uh, I thought about having a keyboard player, and he was the main indie one that came to mind when I thought about Excellent. it. Excellent. Uh, but I uh, I had better choices anyway, such as. Let's uh, hear it. Number ten. Lee Ronaldo of Sonic Youth. Oh, good choice. Yes. So here's where my band is going to start getting weird. Okay. Uh, so far, it's been. Just, you know, uh, I mean, a little weird, obviously, but a straight ahead rock band. But, you know, Sonic Youth is infamous for bizarre guitar work. And uh, uh, if he can bring some of that dirty era, um, really dirty sounding um, uh, distortion to my music, uh, that's going to be awesome. He's uh, he's um, we're not going to let him sing. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Like everybody else in Sonic Youth, he can't sing. Um, but um, nonetheless, he's uh, a great songwriter and guitarist. And uh, you know, one of the one of the rare indie musicians who has like like classical level musical musician chops. So uh, I'm happy to have him aboard. Outstanding. Um, Paul, what's your favorite? You just hosted an impromptu Sonic Youth Appreciation Week on our Twitter. <laughs> Um, and uh, sum up in 30 seconds why you like Sonic Youth oh man Um, you know so like I said none of them can sing and at first that put me off but uh, the guitars are I mean I just love any band that has that filthy a guitar sound and um, combines it with some just really out of left field songwriting so they do a lot of sort of uh, pop structures, but they also just will, you know, do like a three song triptych jam that goes on for 20 minutes of, um, just, uh, breakneck guitars. I don't know. They're both, they're both hard and fast, but in more of a punk than a metal way. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, Kim Gordon is probably their best vocalist, I think. And she can often sound pretty, she can often put together some pretty dramatic vocal parts that I like, but, uh, I don't know. They're just great. They're, they are another one of these bands that practically invented the music we like. And, uh, I love them. Awesome. Uh, I, uh, love that you love them. (laughs) Someday, Joe, you'll get into Sonic Youth. It's, uh, you just have it'll it, happen. I'm right. waiting for. I'm looking forward to that day. You know, I think have that's going to be ha- a lot of fun. Have you listened to the album Dirty? Yes. Oh, yes. I've okay. listened to it with you, actually. Yeah. Really? Wait, is that that's one of the older ones, right? Yeah, but the one I played like in that car ride was Daydream Nation, which was oh, not right. Dirty. That's right. Dirty. You should try Dirty, and if you don't like that, then. Uh, maybe you're just having like Sonic Youth, but that was done in like the early mid nineties and um, is the most sort of nineties alternative sounding of their albums. It's a, and, uh, it's a shameful uh, blind spot um, for me. And if you know, yeah. sometimes that happens, that's yeah. fine, but uh, you should, you should give that a try. All right. 
my next choice um okay i this one is definitely not on your board i'm taking experimental cellist ak young lee yes <laughs> wow um, wow have you ever heard of ak young lee joe um i do have i have not okay so she's got um she is a classically trained cellist who releases solo albums where she just does like it doesn't even hardly sound like the cello, but it, she puts it through a distortion pedal and just makes weird sounds with it that are, um, it's almost noise music at times. Uh, it's on the edge of what I can, of what I can really enjoy experimental music wise. I would expect most people would hate it. The edge but. of what I could really enjoy. <laughs> but it's, uh, first of all, I think she'll fit right in on the hard rock tracks because I think she'll actually add a new awesome texture with her distorted cello. And second of all, uh, I also love regular pretty cello on, uh, used tastefully, not all the time maybe, but uh, used tastefully on my rock tracks. So um, I presume she can do that. I hope she'll be willing to and uh, we'll, uh, we'll just be able to break it into you know, some sort of, uh, old school, um, what am I thinking? Uh, the band with the cello with led by Doug March. <laughs> What's wrong with my brain? Built this Bill. Bill. Bill, of course. Um, they use cello a few times and it's gorgeous. And that's like, that's like how you do regular cello. I presume we'll be doing some of that and also some where she's just going crazy. Um, I think this is a perfect choice for your band. <laughs> uh, you'll be sad when you see how great she is. I like that it's you, you pick someone for the, for your band that you described as the edge of what you can listen to. <laughs> well, I see. Look, Joe, my band. We're we're an art band here. We're not we're not trying to headline arenas. It's we're trying to make incredible music. Should, uh, edge, the edge of listening is a good name for your band. Oh, mm. yes, yes. Um, okay, so now I've got, got I've got two more picks. My last two picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've only got one pick remaining. Do you know who you're going to pick last? I do. Okay. Um, so I've got a few people left on my board. Um, I expanded my board because. I had no idea if you were picking uh, the same people <laughs> as me. Um, and I do need a bass player, um, which is uh, actually, I almost picked um, the bass player from Warpaint before mm. I decided that I wanted their drummer. Um, uh-huh. Jenny Lee Lindbergh uh, is known uh, is the bass player, and she's known as one of the best players in best player bleh, best best players in indie rock. I still didn't say that right, but fuck it, I'm not saying it again. Yeah. Um, she also has a nice solo album as Jenny Lee. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, I will say, choosing an intact rhythm section is actually probably a good idea, but. Seems to go against the spirit of the exercise. I agree. Um, yeah. So, um, I, and I, you know, I could also, I actually even also considered um, Lou Barlow uh, <laughs> as a good indie rock bass player. Um, uh-huh. So I'm, I'm going to pick, uh, I'm going to pick someone fun. 
um, who definitely had a major label start, but uh, had now has indie, uh, a lot of weird indie cred. Um, mm-hmm. And it's uh, original Weezer bassist, Matt Sharp. Oh, wow. That's a great choice. Yeah. I didn't even think of him. He brings falsetto. Uh, he brings his weird Moog stylings from the rentals. Uh-huh. Um, and he, he, he seems to fit well with my band of band of misfits <laughs> he fits with the misfits <laughs> um yeah man that's a great choice both of us are going to run into this problem where we have too many creative people in our bands yes. but um <laughs> well you know it, i mean both of us picked bassists who left their original awesome bands because they were sick of not getting to write as many songs as they wanted <laughs> yes. yes but you know, they're for this one tour, they're going to keep it yeah. together. Um, okay. The second album's never going to happen. <laughs> um, great choice, Joe. Uh, Thank you. The one problem with this draft is that there's nothing for us to criticize about each other because <laughs> there are too many good musicians. It's true. Uh, um, so, yeah. Okay, so I have one last pick. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just re-listened to our Radiohead fantasy draft, which everyone should go listen to if they haven't yet. It's an excellent episode. And I really yeah. hemmed and hawed over the last pick. Um, and I think I'm probably going to end up doing that again. <laughs> um, I'm trying to decide, well, hmm. does my band need another strong presence in it? <laughs> probably not. Um, and I was unlike you, I did not think enough about, um, the strange instruments. Um, Ah. uh, although, right, right. Um, I'm actually thinking if there's anyone I forgot, uh, strange instruments. Yes. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, right. (laughs) Phrasing. Um, so, fuck it. My group is fucked anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the band, is Fucked Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> for my last pick, <laughs> I'm going to pick one of the greatest indie rock musicians of all time to probably oh. just sit around and tweet. Um, I'm picking uh, Pavement Stephen Malkmus. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. Yes. Your band is so fucked. No, It's awesome. It's That's the name. It's their, um, the band name is Fucked Anyway, and the first album is called So Fucked. What, is, what does he do in your band? Does he play and sing or what? Well, so I think he is, um, he might be, you know, our lead singer on a lot of the songs when Sufjan is, you know, just surrounded by strange instruments. Um, I pick Sufjan first because he has so many talents, but yeah, I think maybe that Sadie and Steven might end up handling a lot of the lead singer duties. Well, and Spencer, he's a fine lead singer. That's true. That's true. But him and um, uh, Matt Sharp are going to just be the most bizarre backup singers ever. Um <laughs> Not to mention Jay Mask is charming in every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. I'm looking- I, think, I think your band should be an acapella group, actually. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the shit tones. 
Um, they definitely need to record at least one novelty B-side that is just acapella, like gospel music or something. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Like that weird Rivers Cuomo supergroup, Homie, or something like that. They sang yes. one song. You know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't see... Stephen Malcolmus obviously, is the leader of Pavement. Great band. I love Pavement. Um, there's some good Jick stuff, too. I don't see what he brings to your band that it doesn't have already, but um, <laughs> good for you. It brings Stephen Malcolmus. I don't have Stephen Malcolmus. If you don't have Stephen Malcolmus, you, you need you need Malcolmus. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I, he and Sadie would get along well, so you've at least got that access going. I bet I bet he and Jay Mascus have some like ancient feud that we don't know about or something like that. That's true, but they would just stare at each other from across the room. They wouldn't they wouldn't actually fight. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's your last right. pick? My last pick. So Joe, not only do I like rock songs with some nice cello in them, mm-hmm. I like rock songs with actual string arrangements in them. Oh, so right. I'm grabbing Sarah Newfeld, violinist. Nice. Yeah, who was on my her album was on my best of the first quarter list. And uh she um she's not as wild as Ak Young Lee, but she definitely uh doesn't just do the sort of like pretty soaring violin, but also some more sort of minimalist uh, uh heavy repeating stuff. So I think she'll have some versatility. And uh uh I'm just gonna bring an all out string attack on every song here because I ended up with no keyboards although probably somebody in this band can play keyboards. Oh, Meryl Garbus could probably play them. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, I ended up with fewer lead singers. For a while, I thought it was going to be like you and I was going to have a band of, like, five frontmen. But really, it's only Meryl and Kim Deal. And Lee sings, but he's not good at it. Um, and uh, the other ones don't really. So um, I, I don't have as many worries on that front as you do. Yeah, your band is a much more realistic ensemble uh, <laughs> that would probably be able to create um, uh, something crazy but interesting. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to call my band the Realist Ensemble. Wow. Um, wow. Which sounds like George H.W. Bush's uh, foreign policy <laughs> team or something. But uh, the neoconservatives would have been another good name for your band. <laughs> um, uh, Neocon trash. Actually, maybe that's what I'll call it. Neocon trash. Well, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure Neocon trash um, will be invited to open uh, several dates of fucked anyways uh, arena <laughs> tour, <laughs> at least before they break up halfway through. <laughs> oh, man. I just... <laughs> No, so what's going to happen is you're going to be on the bus and, like, Mascus is going to, like, uh, <laughs> what is he going to do? He's going to just sort of, like, throw a book over his shoulder when he's done reading it, just not even thinking about it. Like, just doesn't even occur to him. That's not what you do with a book. It's going to land near Stephen Malcolmus, and he's not going to say anything at first. But then for the next three months... He's going to like needle Mascus and bitch at him and be a dick about every single little thing until finally they have the most vicious stare off of all time. 
and Mascus just walks off into a pasture and you never see him again. And also this whole time, Malcolmus is like playing further and further on the side of the stage to where you can yes. like barely see him <laughs> during the show. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so who was anybody else on your board that you didn't uh, yeah. grab? Yeah, so I almost went your way and grabbed an awesome multi-instrumentalist, uh, namely Aaron Hemphill from Liars. Okay. Because uh, he does, he basically plays all instruments and effects and everything. He'd be a great producer to have around. Um, uh, but like, you know, one of the times I saw them, he spent almost the whole album being the second drummer for the band. Um, and they only have three guys. Mm. So um, uh, he he is just a cool, really creative guy. He could definitely do everything from synth to... Um, shouting through effects pedals and manipulating the knobs as he does it uh, to guitar to um, keyboards to whatever um, if you weren't going to let me have Nick Zinner I was going to take Marissa Paternoster from Screaming Females as my chunky riff guitarist oh see that would have been a strong choice I like that I should have just made you yeah. take her yeah well either way well, it's going to it, work out whatever purist there's a purist listening to this cast yeah. they can pretend you took her exactly um which would up me to uh, five out of seven members being women, if that happened. Nice. Um, then uh, I thought about Josh Hom, but right. he has a similar problem of having released most of his stuff on major labels, although m- now they're on Matador, so I yeah. think that's fair. Um, and uh, another, another borderline indie, probably major label thing, was uh, the rhythm section from Interpol, I thought. Mm. Or, uh, was really tough to le- leave off that, because I think that one I would have been objected more to. Yeah, um, that was part of why I didn't go for it. But their bassist is awesome, and so is their drummer. So I thought really hard about them. Um, excellent, excellent. Um, I had a few uh, that I did not pick. Um, my what my my alternate drummer uh, was David Prouse, who's the drummer for mm. Japan Droids. Yeah, um, that would be good hard rock drumming. Uh, Absolutely. Um, and I also thought about. Uh, Wasn't David Prowse the name of the guy who was in the Darth Vader suit in Empire Strikes Back? I think it was. Wow. If so, that's cool. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I also, well, I thought about. You know, if if we were making those exceptions to the rule, um, I did think about going uh, built to spill, um, mm. getting dug. Um, yeah, but uh, ultimately decided that Jay Maskus was a purer <coughs> choice. Um, yeah, uh, Kim Deal was the main person on my uh, list that you took, um, but I think the person that I, I'm regretting that actually I should have taken instead of Spencer Krug um, was uh, Taylor Rice. Um, the lead singer of Local Natives, who also plays mm. uh, keyboard and piano. I think he would have been a more peaceful choice. Um, <laughs> but we went for it. We went for it. Yeah. I feel like Spencer Krug... It, so, obviously, uh, uh, Local Natives do a lot of synth and keyboard-type stuff. But Spencer Krug is more, like, forefronted with his keyboard work. Yes. So... So you might have gotten the more virtuosic player there. Yes. Um, otherwise, I'm extremely happy 
with this. I would definitely go watch either of these bands for sure. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Sharp's just like, I'm just happy to be here. But then he's still (laughs) screaming like, fuck you. (laughs) Oh man. Um, this was fun. Uh, I'm glad, I'm glad we did this Joe. Me too. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts on the? Uh, I mean, of course, the real truth is that supergroups almost never work, but um, we can R- we can dream about R.I.P. R.I.P. Zwan. Yet another band uh, torn apart by having probably too many frontmen in it. Um, I was trying. You know, who, one person I thought about taking um, was uh, when I see about Paho? bass players. Yeah. Well, I thought about Paho um, as a bass player, but then I also thought about. Um, Todd Brashear, who is Slint's original bass player ah. and played, uh, you know, bass on Spiderland. But I was like, I don't know if he's any good anymore. And I just like, <laughs> I can't take him from the past. So, yeah. uh, <coughs> sorry. And I, yeah, he's probably like a Best Buy manager or something now. Yeah. Oh, man. Poor Todd. Um, <laughs> Uh, he would at least be assistant regional manager. <laughs> assistant uh, to. Uh, um, final thoughts. Uh, I would say that uh, indie rock uh, is a really, really, really broad uh, yes. pool of talent. Um, I'm sure there's someone out there who's wondering why do we didn't pick like three different people from Fugazi. And it's just like, I, yep. I, I just, you know. Yeah. No, it, it, here's the secret to all rankings is, uh, especially if subjective things like this, you're never going to actually have a definitive answer. So the question is, does this band rock your mind? You're saying Bill and Simmons. If it does, then we won. You're saying Bill Simmons' career is a lie. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, my God. I know. It's Sorry, man. Um. And so is the Olympic figure skating competition. Oh. But um, anyway, um, all right. Unless you have anything else, I'll do the outro, Joe. You do you, Paul. All right. Everybody, please uh, follow us at Savage Beast Pod and uh, tweet at us and tell us uh, about the musicians we uh, cruelly snubbed because we're idiots. Um, also, check us out at SavageBeastPod.com for the website. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. Um, you can follow us via iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or any of those things. Uh, if you do it on iTunes, you know we would love it if you rated and reviewed us. And uh, you can also email us, last of all, with longer thoughts at savagebeastpod at gmail.com. So um, uh, we look forward to hearing any of that. Oh, shit. I almost forgot one last thing I was going to bring up, Joe. Whoa. What is it? Yeah. So um, my friend Alex, yes. who will be hopefully on our next episode, um, he sent me, um, first of all, you know, I mentioned his brother's band, Brooklyn Punk Band. Um, I called them Wicked Womb last time, but it's actually Weird Womb. So first of all, I want to correct that. Okay. Um, Sorry to is, Wicked Womb as well. Yes. Whoever, <laughs> whoever you are, um, Weird Womb is a great band name. But so Alex sent me a screenshot of a text conversation he had with his brother this evening where his brother says, I met Father John Misty the other night. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Alex says, Josh Tillman, to show he's cool and he knows what's up. Um, then Eric, his brother, says, quote, met might be a stretch. 
We were both outside this bar having a cig at the same time, and he started ranting about the election and went on this wild social commentary. Next text. For like 15 minutes, I didn't say a word. (laughs) Alex says, OMG, not surprised. Eric says, like, cool, nice to meet you too. I'm going to go have a beer. Good luck with everything and your brain and such. (laughs) So... Uh, I think this is important to bring up just because it's more evidence that I'm right, that he is an incorrigible asshole, and um, it shows up in his music. Um, I don't know. It's for some reason, I think we're always going to disagree about this. I find him to be a <laughs> charming misfit, um, which probably uh, explains why I constructed my band the way that I did, because I'm really <laughs> looking at the positive side of all these people. You know, he would have been a good choice. Uh, he was a drummer. He's now a guitarist and lead singer. He, he'd be a good multi-instrumentalist to have in one of these bands. That's true. I did not think of him. Um, yeah. Perhaps that was a, uh, a bridge to uh, Tortured. Yeah, he's probably less of an asshole than Stephen Malcolmus, though, so I don't know. Um, he also did go Fleet Foxes, now that I'm thinking about it. Hmm. Yeah, so many Robert choices Peckham. out there. Absolutely. Um, you've got enough folk stuff going on with Sufjan, I think. That's true. So, yeah. All right. Um, okay. So now for real, everybody, thank you. And, uh, good night. Yeah. Remember what we learned at the beginning is that if you fall in love with a beautiful lady and spend your life with her, she will get pregnant. So, you know, don't, <laughs> don't do that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Be gay, everybody. <laughs> good night.